What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you and your walk toward eternity and your walk toward becoming the particular saint God our Father desires for you and all of us to be. Uh, here's to the show goes, you hit me up with three to five questions per episode dealing with everything from spirituality to the spiritual life, relationship advice, morality, apologetics, dogma, catechesis, evangelization, discipleship, relationship stuff, whatever the list goes on. I will then spend time with your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that's good. Disclaimer is this though, I'm, I'm not perfect. I am a broken, imperfect sinner myself. So every now and then I might give advice that is not good for you. If that's the case, I want to give you the freedom to reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to be a saint. However, if my advice is helpful, though difficult, then I really want to encourage you to lean into Jesus Christ so that our Lord can give you the graces that you need to fulfill the demands of discipleship. If you're a first time listener, shoot me an email with feedback from today's show at askfatherjosh at sssimpress.com. You can also hit me up with ideas for future shows as well you can also rate us and review us on itunes that helps other people find out about the show and you can share us on your social media pages once again that will also help more people find out about the show and as of today you can officially pre-order pocket guide to adoration at essentialpress.com that's my new book all about adoration the blessed sacrament what do we do when we go to adoration how do we pray when we're sitting before the blessed sacrament and so that is available now you can pre-order it pocket guide to adoration at ascensionpress.com and you can also text ask father josh oh, all one word to 33777 for a chance to win a free copy of pocket guide to adoration and we're going to announce the winners february 4th the winners will be announced so begin texting 33777 uh ask father josh and uh you may win a free copy of my book but you could even if you win a free copy you should still buy it because uh <laughs> You should. Anyways, on today's show, we have a number of really cool topics. We're going to talk about parenting children who have same-sex attraction. We're going to talk about the biblical author of the book of Revelation. We're going to talk about people who are discerning religious life, but have been sexually active in their past. And we're going to give a shout out to some of the African-American speakers, Catholic speakers who address the topic of chastity. But before we get into those beautiful topics, I want to share Glory Story. All right, so my glory story this week, it could be from anything, because I've just had a phenomenal month since uh, since December. Now we're in January. I was at the SLS conference, ran into some beautiful people there, have had really great time with Jesus in prayer. And so, I mean, I honestly, I don't know where to start uh, because there's so many glory stories, but I will limit it to one. Uh, it's been praying with my staff and specifically praying with Christ uh, in this beautiful book, In Sinu Yezu, When Heart Speaks to Heart, the Journal of a Priest at Prayer. All right, so as y'all know, I, I like to read books a lot, and uh, this book is becoming one of my favorites, actually. Uh, but, you know, it's from a priest who allegedly had these, like, locutions of hearing Jesus speak to him before the Blessed Sacrament, and it's all about adoration. And again, I say allegedly because it might not be real, but if it is, I just want to say I like what Jesus allegedly said to him because, man, it really pierced my heart. And it's been beautiful how my staff uh, and my team here at Holy Rosary, they, they pray. So everyone on my staff does a holy hour every week. And it's really beautiful um, because we really want to rely on Jesus and his grace to fulfill the demands of discipleship in the ministry we're doing here in the parish. 
But obviously, we all get distracted and stuff like that. And so this passage has been very consoling for most of us on my team at Holy Rosary. So I'm going to read it to you because you might have experienced distractions in prayer. And if you do, my new book, Pocket Guided Adoration, can help you with that. I have a lot of tools and techniques that are very specific to uh, how do we avoid distractions. But this is something that God allegedly said to this monk in this book in Sinu Yezu that I'm going to share with you. Here's what the Lord allegedly said. You think that your inability to pray without distractions is an obstacle to my grace. Were that so, I would not have been able to sanctify a great number of those whom my church honors as saints. Distractions, when they are not entertained willfully, are no obstacle to my work in a soul. My grace passes through them to touch the center of the soul wherein all is still and a readiness for my healing and sanctifying touch. Come to me with a lively desire to surrender. That is sufficient. Come to me for my sake, to offer me your companionship as an expression of grateful love. I need nothing from you. My heart's desire is to respond to all your needs with an abundance of spiritual gifts. My heart's desire is to draw you into the closest union with myself. I'm not a taskmaster in prayer. I do not ask you of anything burdensome or difficult to achieve. I ask you to offer me the companionship of a loving friend and the affection of your heart. I ask you to remain in my presence, content before my Eucharistic face, close to my Eucharistic heart. A prayer made with sleepiness and distraction is no less pleasing to me than one made in consolations and alertness. Your subjective dispositions did not impede the action of my grace in your soul. Learn then to trust in me to do the things that you cannot do yourself and allow me to work in you secretly in a manner perceptible to the gaze of my Father by the operation of my spirit. Oh, oh, Jesus, if that was you, Lord, those words are so consoling. So anyways, my glory story has been just growing in holiness with my staff, with my team before the Blessed Sacrament. He's so good. All right, let's go ahead and get some follow-up. Our first and only follow-up for today's episode comes in from Diane. Diane, Diane writes this, Dear Father Josh, for the past month, I've been binging on your episodes and it's made a huge difference. I feel like my questions are answered and my spiritual life has improved so much. Praise be Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for teaching me how to rekindle my faith as well as teaching me how to pray and fast. So I'm a huge fan, LOL, and would love to meet you one day. I have a passion for traveling, so hopefully one day, God willing, I get to hear Mass in your parish with my husband and two daughters. If you ever visit Sydney, Australia, I would love to invite you in our home for a delicious Lebanese meal. Oh, shout out to Lebanese food. I love Lebanese food. And show you my beautiful parish, Our Lady of Lebanon. I'm Maronite Catholic. God bless you always. Yours sincerely, Diane. Diane, oh, God bless you. I love me some Lebanese food for real. Uh, that that uh, chicken shawarma and gyro combination salad. Oh, yes. And you get that hummus. Yes. Yes. So... I would love to have a meal with you one day, God willing. And if we can't have a meal on earth together, then I look forward to being with you and your family in the kingdom of heaven for all eternity. Okay, so that's our feedback. Let's go ahead and get to today's show. All right, first question comes in from Anonymous. Anonymous writes this, Father Josh, uh, we love our son unconditionally. The struggle is not our love for our son, but the struggle he will have. We suspect that he is gay. He has not told us, but we don't want to confront him, but we do not want him to feel he has to hide. 
We raised him Catholic and know he has an incredible love of people and is so kind. My fear is the teaching of the church will push him away from it. He deserves to be loved and have a family. Besides loving him, how can we help him and walk with him? He's a good, beautiful man. Thank you, Anonymous. Yeah, great, great question. So the first thing I would do if I were you, I wouldn't assume, right, uh, that, that, that anybody is gay or are not gay because uh, our gaydar can, can be off on, on many occasions. So, but let's say your son does experience same-sex attraction. I mean, the first thing that you have to recognize is that God does love your son, that God loves your son, and God has a plan for his life, a plan for him to become a saint, a man who will live a life that is canonizable. Jesus Christ died for your son and wants to be in an intimate, personal, living, vital relationship with him. So the first thing I would emphasize in my answer to your question as to what you can do to help him in his walk toward eternity is help him to cultivate a relationship with Jesus, a real relationship with Jesus in the context of your domestic church at home, right? If he knows Jesus, then the rules of Jesus that Jesus gives to us in the scriptures will be something that will still be difficult as the demands of discipleship are difficult for all of us, but they will be something that he might probably desire to do because he recognizes that he was created for Jesus. There's no person in this world, there's no place or activity on this earth that will ever satiate the ache that exists in your son's heart, in your heart or mine. You and I, we all have an infinite ache, an infinite longing, an infinite thirst that only the infinite God can quench and satisfy and fulfill. Only God can, because people are finite. So it, it's, it's not... It's not good or healthy, I think, to think, well, my, my son needs to have this person or my son needs to participate in this activity or go to this place to, to be happy. No, your son needs Jesus, just like you need Jesus and I need Jesus. We all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And yes, he's called to a family, but what kind of family is he called to, right? It might look different than, than the family he's living in right now. Um, so I would really encourage that you do your best as his mom and as his dad, to help him to encounter Jesus in prayer. By praying as a family every single day, by going to Mass as a family every single Sunday, by reading Scripture, by going on retreats, by encountering the Lord Jesus Christ, who is present among us. Right? When we encounter Jesus and really fall in love with Jesus, everything changes. Jesus Christ sets the course for our walk toward eternity. There's a great quote from Father Pedro Rupe. He says, there's nothing more practical than falling in love with God. Fall in love, stay in love, and love will decide everything. If we can help your son fall in love with Jesus, that love will decide his walk toward eternity. It will decide what time he goes to bed at night, what time he wakes up in the morning. It will decide everything, what he watches on TV, what he listens to on the radio, what books he reads, who he hangs out with. Love decides everything. There's an old song from the R&B singer Sammy from the 1990s. The crazy things I do for love, hey, movies, hanging out. Anyways, long story short. When we're in love, we do crazy things, right? I fell in love with Jesus and I became a priest, all right? That's not normal. It's not normal to, to choose to live a life of celibacy. It's not normal to choose to live a life of simplicity, right? It's not normal to choose to live a life of obedience to these different people who will be my bishop throughout my, my walk toward eternity. That's not normal. But I chose to do this because I fell in love with Jesus. And Jesus has fulfilled my heart and I want to make him happy. And so if we give your son the rules of the church and the rules of the scripture without a relationship, it will lead to rebellion. But if we give your son Jesus, then present to him the rules after he knows Jesus, has encountered Jesus, those rules will bring him freedom 
on how he can walk in a path toward eternity that will make him happy. We will only be happy when we're really holy. We can never be happy by sin. Trust me, I've been there, I've done that. I've lived a life of mortal sin for many years. For many years of my life, I was in mortal sin and I was not happy. I was in relationship to relationship, broken relationship to broken relationship. Sin does not satisfy. Sin might feel good temporarily, but it does not satisfy. Jesus satisfies and only Jesus. So I would first of all encourage you to Try to help him encounter Christ in it through the domestic church and your local church community. Second of all, community is so important. So your son will need community. No man is an island. He can't become a saint apart from the community. So what community would be very helpful for him if he does indeed have same sense attraction, which he might, because I know so many holy men and women who do. So many people who I think would be canonized saints um, uh, who do have same sense attraction. And they're some of the most radical disciples I've ever met in my life. And they're beautiful and awesome. And I look up to them. Um, I think he's going to need a community of other disciples who might also experience same-sense attraction. So that's where the Courage Apostolate comes in. The Courage Apostolate is a, is a community of men and women who experience same-sense attraction but desire to live lives of chaste celibacy in the context of community or to live lives of chastity in, in the context of sacramental marriage with someone of the opposite sex. Because I do know people who have same-sense attraction but have chosen to get married to someone of the opposite sex, um, which is also, you know, very cool and doable, right? Because um, they feel like they can help someone get to heaven and someone can help them get to heaven and they're doing it. And it's, it's awesome. So uh, number one, I would say definitely check out Courage. As a family, I would encourage you to check out Encourage, E-N-Courage. Just Google that. And it's a community of men and women who have family members and loved ones who experience same-sex attraction. And it just gives them tools to walk with them and to accompany them toward eternity. Also, I would really encourage you to listen to my podcast I did with the, I did with the Vera Maria Santo. Um, she's a young lady, a member of Courage, who experiences same-sex attraction. She's a disciple of Jesus Christ. She still has desires um, for, for women. She still is attracted to them, but she's choosing chastity. She's choosing celibacy. She's choosing Jesus. And she's open to marriage with the man, if that's what God calls her to. But she's also open to just a great gift of a family, of a community of other people who she could walk with toward eternity um, as chaste celibates. Uh, so I would encourage all of those and the above. And, and then again, when it comes down to the church's teaching, uh, it's only your job to inform. It's not your job to convince your son of anything. That's what St. Bernadette says. It's our duty to inform, not to convince. So Help him to encounter Christ, inform him on the rules of Christ, and then let Christ and the community that he will walk with uh, support him in his journey to becoming a saint. So, yeah, I think that it's really beautiful that you guys desire to walk with him. But, yeah, the best way we can walk with anybody is by helping all people become saints. Uh, and and uh, that's what he's created for. And that's what we are meant to do. So hopefully that was, was helpful. Speaking of chastity, I'll go ahead and answer this question now. Another question came in from Mo. What's up, Mo? Mo wrote this. Father Josh, first of all, thank you for your podcast. I'm still working my way through them, so I apologize if you've answered this question. But are there any African-American Catholic women and men who speak about chastity? Um, I have African-American grandchildren and children in our church parish, and I would love for them to hear from people who look like them. Thank you for what you do. Uh, your near occasion of grace has inspired me. God bless Mo. Praise God, Mo. Yeah, so there are so many... Um, African-American uh, people who are Catholic speakers, who are great, great, great evangelists, especially with the topic of chastity. So I'll just name drop a few. There are many more. So if I don't name drop you and you hear this, like don't 
don't hate me. I just these are the first the few that come to my mind. Number one, my friend Avera Maria Santo, uh, she is absolutely amazing. She's coming to my parish, Holy Rosary, to do a confirmation night for my teenagers on this topic. Uh, also, uh, my friend Chica. Chica is probably one of the the best speakers out there right now. She's one of the most anointed speakers. She did a ladies' night at my parish a while back. Uh, I've done life team conferences with her in Focus SLS conferences. She speaks at Steubenville. Chica is absolutely amazing. Another really good female speaker is Gloria Purvis. Gloria Purvis also spoke in my parish a while back for the wine conference. She has a radio show with Deacon Harold Burke Silvers and Monsignor Pope on EWTN. She's absolutely amazing. Great, great, great chastity speaker. Damon Owens, he uh, has a beautiful ministry called Joy to Be, Joy, Theology of the Body. Uh, he is also really amazing. Uh, Deacon Harold Burke, Father um, Luis, I think it's Moraz's name, is how you say his last name. He's also really good too. And then for other people of color who, they're not black, but they are people of color and they have a gift of communicating this message, Father Agostino Torres and Mari Pablo. Uh, so those are some people of color, speakers who uh, can share chastity uh, with with your students and with your grandchildren and children. Uh, but also recognize, you know what? A good speaker who's anointed is a good speaker who's anointed. So no matter what color they are, um, if somebody is, is abiding in Christ, they are going to be able to impact the the listener for sure. But I do totally understand the need to see people that look like us um, because I have uh, experienced that myself. I remember the first time I met Father Stan Fortuna, I thought he was mixed. And when I saw him, I was like, okay, I could be a priest. And then I found out he was just a dark-skinned Italian. And I was like, oh, bro, you fooled me. You duped me, oh, Lord, but I let myself be duped. So, yeah, uh, that's some really good, those are some really good speakers on chastity, uh, people of color. But yeah, so both of y'all hit me up with follow-up questions and let me know if my advice was helpful um, for for y'all. All All right, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to address who wrote the book of Revelation and also discerning religious life, um, especially whenever we have experienced um, sex in the past, before marriage, outside of marriage. So stay tuned. My name is Father Mark Toops, author of The Way of the Cross, praying the Psalms with Jesus. Jesus, as an observant Jewish man, would have gone through his days with the Psalms constantly on his lips. And in these new reflections on this ancient tradition, I want to invite you to come even closer to our Lord, to meditate on his heart and to pray as he would have prayed in the moments of his passion. It will fundamentally change the way you experience the Stations of the Cross. Don't just pray about Jesus, pray with Him on the journey to Calvary. To order the Way of the Cross, praying the Psalms with Jesus, visit ascensionpress.com. And we're back. Just a quick reminder, you can email me your questions at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com. Dot com. If you feel advanced, you can record a voice note as well. We can play it on a future show. Don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats. Also, share us on your social media pages. Pre-order my book, Pocket Guide to Adoration, at AscensionPress.com. And text Ask Father Josh at 33777 for a chance to win a free copy of Pocket Guide to Adoration. We will announce the winners in the episode that drops on February the 4th. Okay, next question comes in from Anonymous. Anonymous writes, Father Josh, which John wrote the book of Revelation? Uh, John the Baptist, John the Apostle. My brother and I were discussing, and we weren't sure if the Catholic Church specifically states 
which John wrote it. I thank you for all you do to spread the good news. Your choice to do so is a blessing. Blessings on blessings on deck. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Hey. So thank you, Anonymous. Yeah, praise God. So I, I love the book of Revelation, and I love the author of the book of Revelation, and the author is none other than John the Beloved. John the Beloved, the Apostle, that's who is the author of the book of Revelation. John, who rested on the breast of Jesus. John, who took Mary into his home. John was a mystic. Uh, but uh, one of the, the, the key giveaways uh, about, about John writing this, I mean, there, there are many, but one of the cool giveaways um, is that he calls Mary woman in the book of Revelation. Whenever he saw the Ark of the Covenant, he called Mary woman. Woman. Why did he call her woman? Because John was at the wedding of Cana. When Jesus called Mary woman, John was the only, only apostle who was at the foot of the cross when Jesus called Mary woman. So when John saw Mary in heaven, the new Ark of the Covenant, he called her woman, right? Because he was there with her when Christ did that. And so, yeah, John the Beloved is the author of the book of Revelation. All right, so final question. Can I be a religious sister if I lost my virginity? Father Josh, first things first. I wish I could have run into you at SLS because I wanted to personally thank you for all the things that you do for your podcast and all the things it's done for me. It's crazy how God uses you, like literally, whenever I get a question in my head, in my head, about our faith, usually the next episode is the answer. Or the person is going through the same thing as me, like scrupulosity. You're so cool, dog. Anyway, my question involves religious life. Personally, I feel that God has sent me an invitation to be a sister since I was six but I've never really accepted the call until now at 22. Ooh, 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 hey. However, in college, I made a bad decision involving the use of drugs and alcohol. But my biggest regret of all was a relationship where I gave away my virginity. Although for the past two and a half years, I restored my faith in Jesus Christ and completely changed my life. Surrendering it to him, I still find myself in the heap of regret. Somehow it would prevent me from entering religious life. I feel like Giving away my virginity prevents Christ from entering into divine intimacy with me fully. I feel as if my chances of being a sister are almost gone, if that makes sense. I'm still discerning married life as well, but this invitation draws me more now than ever. I just have so much fear that my mistakes messed up everything. Anyway, go Tigers. You are such an inspiration and amazing light. Keep singing. Hannah, Hannah, God bless you. Yes, you can definitely still be a religious sister. Every single saint has a past. And every single sinner has a future, and we should never let our past mistakes dictate our future, our future destiny and our walk toward eternity to be a saint. So there are many numerous priests and religious monks and friars, uh, nuns who have had sexual intercourse um, before outside of marriage. Um, and yes, God can redeem and renew and restore all things. So when it comes to whether or not that will impact your ability to respond to his call, no, you can definitely say yes to Jesus, to being a spouse of Jesus. Now, depending on the order, though, some orders have specific rules. Some orders only take women who are virgins. Um, and so you would just have to eliminate those orders from your discernment. But there are so many beautiful, amazing, holy, orthodox, solid, sound, supernatural fruit-bearing religious orders out there who uh, who reverence you know our, our past and our brokenness and who accept people um, who have um, been on drugs and abused alcohol and had sexual relationships outside of, of marriage. Um, so I would definitely encourage you to just look up those communities because there are so many um, and then discern 
your potential spousal marriage to Jesus as a religious sister uh, with them. So yeah, that's what I would definitely encourage you to do. So that wraps up my show for today. Hopefully that was helpful. For our prayer, I'm going to read all of us because we got some more time. One more meditation from my, my book that I really, really enjoy praying with. And seeing you, Yezu, allegedly, this is from Jesus to us. Come to me, and I will speak to you heart to heart as one friend converses with another. This dialogue of love is essential to our friendship. Remember, I have chosen you to be my dearest friend, the friend of my heart. I want to share with you all that I hear in the bosom of my Father. I want to communicate to you the desires of my heart, my plans for the purification and renewal of the priesthood, and also the things that grieve my heart. I ask you to console me by remaining before my face. I ask you to console me by staying close to my heart, pierced for love of you and for all sinners. Be my adorer. Console me. Make reparation for those who spurn my love, for those who mock my wounds, my blood, my sacrifice. Spend time before my Eucharistic face. Spend time before my Eucharistic face. Spend time before my Eucharistic face. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. All right. Praise God. I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you today. I'm so excited to be back at it. I cannot wait to walk with you all toward eternity. Pray for me and the priests of the Diocese of Baton Rouge this week. We are on priest formation retreat. Uh, and so I'm so excited. Father Alex McCullough and Father Sean Kikali are our presenters. And so it's going to be a good, good, good restorative week with my brother priest. All right. I look forward to being with you next week. God bless.